0: Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 9.28 p.m. on Tuesday, November 27th. Welcome back and thanks for listening again. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle
1: and Sam Shoyola.
0: We're the creators of marriagemillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. Pretty much, we teach millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one, while preparing them for family, if that is a current desire they have.
1: Alright, and before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site MarriageForMillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below or on that post, or also you can visit the Facebook page backslash MFMillennials. Rose Twitter and IG handle are at Rochelle Schiola, and mine is at Samuel Schiola. So feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on listening all, out, on all listening outlets, so subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it will pop up for you.
0: Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site, from books to free courses, products, and more, so feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty guys, so let's jump in. Hello guys.
1: Howdy do. How, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Hope it went well.
0: Um, yes, we are stuffed. Um, we had a great Thanksgiving, um, had some family in town, um, did a little bit of house hopping, went to a UGA game, um, and wrapped it up w- with church. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Sam got to see, um, his sibling.
1: Yeah, yeah. My brother came in town from, uh, New York, um, uh, Always good always a pleasure to have him and his uh, his wife over. so they stayed with us and um, we we had a good time. the whole the whole Thanksgiving was great, honestly.
0: Yep, yep yep. so yeah we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving as well. Um, but we're back. I'm back with another podcast. Um, the last podcast we talked about leaving and cleaving um, with friends and social groups that was kind of part two of our leaving and cleaving discussion. Um, so now we're moving on moving on to church community. Um, I think, you know, as a newly married couple, I think that's one of the first things, um, you know, to set that foundation in your marriage is finding a church. So we want to talk about um, church community, finding a church, and just all of the in-between. So yeah, without further ado, I guess we can jump right into our first point.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, really, after you've you know, committed to the you know, washing your wife in the word after you've committed to doing um the, the four Ps and, and all that stuff like that, that's on the on the cellular level just between you and your wife. But the next thing you want to do is you want to start thinking about how is your wife going to be like like literal, you and your wife going to be um what's the word I'm looking for? Um involved in a community gathering of some sort.
0: Yeah. And so, um, I think one of the first things we try to do as Christian couples is we nail home devotion, right? So, you know, maybe you wake up and you do devotion with your spouse or maybe you save that for the nighttime or maybe you do both. Um, and so we nail that home devotion, but I think the next step from that is you need a church. You need um, community. I think a lot of times people do, you know, bedside Baptist church where like, yeah. you know, you're just, you put something on the TV um, or maybe you're watching a sermon um, on YouTube or on your laptop and that's kind of church for you. And, um, you know, while God does know our hearts, um, God does, you know, command us to, you um,
1: to, to fellowship with one another. Uh, right to right be, to be to be literally with your brethren so that they can see you and know you and um, and be intimate with you. like the thing about this is that see I was I even to a degree um, was a little guilty of this myself because um, for those who like really get into like uh, your favorite preachers on podcasts and stuff like that, you start to substitute that for actually going to church. And being in, um, you know, being in a community, and you just have this, this, this roulette of people who you cycle through in regards to your your favorite pastors or whatever. But you actually need to be under one pastor, and you need to be, uh, you know, weekly talking with your brothers and sisters in Christ about, um, you know, your your successes and your failures, and how you're walking, how your walk with Christ is.
0: Yeah, and not only that, um, I think that the benefits of being in an actual local church is that it allows you to further learn God's word and to have people you do life with and who will hold you accountable. I think, um, you know, when you're just kind of sitting at home together or with your spouse um, or even by yourself and you, you're kind of doing bedside Baptist ministry, what happens is all you receive is your interpretation of God's word. And that is dangerous. Um, I think a lot of times people try to make the Bible like, yeah, God wrote this book to be interpreted in 50 million different ways. And it's like, but two different people can interpret it two different ways and contradict each other. And that's not true. God wrote the Bible in one way, in one context. And, um, you, if you just like interpret what you take out of it as opposed to having people to, you know, say, Hey, look at it this way. Look at the proper context in this way. All you have is, you know, you, and we always think we're right. 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 Um, and then also, um, like I said, that second point there is having people to keep you accountable. Um, when you're just watching stuff on the TV, you don't have anyone to um, hold you accountable for when you fall short yeah. um, because we will hold ourselves accountable, but we'll also try to choose the less amount of accountability for us to take.
1: Yeah, and I, I also think that um when it comes to when it comes to church and um, plugging your family into a church, I think it's crucial because also there are some traditions that Christians will practice. And I'm, I'm not talking about, like, just, like, worldly traditions. I'm talking about, like, s- strictly spiritual and strictly scriptural um, traditions. And you don't want, because the thing is, you're, you're the world is going to make you out to be weird. But if you are surrounded by brothers and sisters who, likewise, also recognize this particular thing, that they want to exclude themselves from or participate in as a group gathering, um, it makes it less weird for your family. Right. Um, it, it feels better when you have other fellows, fellow brothers and sisters, either excluding themselves from a certain uh, pagan practice or including themselves on a certain uh, on a certain Christian practice. Christian practice, because it lets you know that okay, I'm not the only one who feels this way, right? <laughs> like, right. Isolation is something that all human beings they 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 try to get away from because like no one wants to be ostracized no one wants to be just out alone by themselves only the only one doing this one thing so i think that's another thing in regards to making your family feel more comfortable in the traditions that are that are christian strictly christian
0: right so um it's important that you guys find a church so you're looking for a church right um let's get into that our second point the church search what should you know or want to know about the church um before you join um so just to kind of get you guys um a little bit on our level we're actually um we actually completed our last um class of yep. membership at the church that we feel is the best fit for us um so we're kind of going through what we're encouraging you to go through right now so it's pretty cool
1: one thing i'm noticing every time i've um uh... Stay so like, so this particular church they, um, they split their membership uh, classes up into four, like once a week, and they just keep rotating every four weeks. So, um, we we've done the finally we finally completed the fourth the fourth um class, and every time we tell people that yeah we're doing a membership class, they're like. Membership class, <laughs>
0: yeah. Like other people from other churches, they're like, yeah, and,
1: and, a and, membership and, and, class. And we're like, yeah, we're doing a membership class because I mean that's what you're supposed like. You should know. All right, and here's the thing: the reason why we're um, we're stressing that you become members of a church and you search for a church um is because the re- oh, I'm sorry. The reason why we're mentioning that we we are doing a membership class is because we think personally that this is a pretty good way to know exactly what you're getting into.
0: Right. I think a lot of times and probably why people look at us so weird is that most churches are like, everyone's a member. A member like, right. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, uh... Nah, <laughs> nah. No. Everybody's and it's not like, a member. Right. And it's like, everyone's not a member. And then what you have are confused sheep.
1: Well, well not If they're only even sheep in the first if place. If they're even sheep, exactly. Because right. that, cause even, even with that, what happens is you have church services that are catered to people who are not sheep, who are goats. Right. And, and, and the problem with that is that you're, there are so many things that are not at all supposed to be associated with people who are not sheep. For example, when you take the Eucharist, when you take communion, right? Right. We are told explicitly this is for believers and believers only. You're not going up there just to drink some sweet grape juice and to taste some bread and, you know, you think you just you just end with the club. Like, no, you have to have already gone in repentance and faith to Jesus Christ and 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 now you're making sure even before you do that that you repent of whatever sins that you have not already confessed and, and and professed to to Jesus Christ um before taking that. So, you know, this is not something you take lightly. You don't let unbelievers for example in the church preach on the pulpits. You don't let unbelievers sing on your um in your choirs. You don't let unbelievers do a lot of different things that are required in regards to having a functional church. So this is why when you have a membership meeting in order to learn what the church is about, this sets the precedent for what it is that you are going to expect going forward.
0: Right. And I think that um, just learning God's word is already a task in itself. Um, let's not make it harder than it needs to be, right? So I, like I said, I think it just kind of gets a lot cloudy. And it's not to say that unbelievers can't come to service. Right. It just means that you're not a member and you don't have access to certain things because you're not a member. We need to... And there's a membership process. Like, um... we 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 may get into the membership process later in this podcast or we may just save it for another time. But um yeah, so like I said, don't make it harder than it needs to be. Um I think especially as newlywed couples, millennials, um, a lot of people are either walking out on Christianity or they're trying to figure it out because of for various amount of reasons. So I think going to a church and getting that structure is amazing. Yeah, um, because because what it does is it just like lets things be in plain black and white until, you know, you have a, li- a little bit more solid food of God's word. And then you can kind of make the decision on whether you want to stay at that church or go to another church that maybe doesn't have those those membership strict rules. But yeah, at the, at the end of the day, um, making sure the church is a good fit for you is the point here.
1: Yeah, especially when you're starting a new family, uh, definitely want to make sure that you're fully aware of what it is that church teaches. And and that kind of goes into our next point like what do they teach? That's a very important point. Um how do they disciple, right? Like is do 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 they actually have like, you know, maybe like small groups that um in which they maybe their elders who are heads of these groups, like how how is their church even their leadership set up? Like that's another thing that you can learn about the church because there are different types of set up. There, there are some people who love going to a church where the pastor is basically CEO of a company, right? Um, and he runs everything from top to bottom. And there are some churches where there's a, there's like a, a group of elders and they run everything. There are some churches that are congregational, um the one that we go to is congregational right and um they vote on everything so um uh you know even you, you want to know uh yeah so that's that's a, that's another thing in regards to what we, what leadership looks like and how that might affect whether you choose one church or another
0: yeah so sam kind of said a mouthful so let's actually break those things down um so the first thing you want to say is you're not looking for the perfect church right um there is no perfect church so i think a lot of times sometimes people they're like okay well i'm searching for a church and they get really picky and they use it as an excuse to never find a church and never become a member of anything yep and that too isn't like good um so you're not looking for a perfect church. Then kind of breaking down what do they teach? What is their doctrine like? Um, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that you fit more with the Pentecostal charismatic background? And for me, that didn't work for me. Um, do you need more of a Reformed, you know, theology background? Or do you need more of, um, you know, a Presbyterian or Baptist? Like, you know things like that. Um, things that still have the common ground of Jesus. Now there's, you know, there's there's fussing in each denomination. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, those that kind of, but the standard of God is there for the most part. Um, but that's important. I think that when you're intentional about finding a church that works for you, you don't just walk and sit down and say, this is it. Like you actually say, what? do i believe the bible says based on proper context and then you go from there be selective you would be selective if you were dating someone you would be selective if you were picking a job be selective when you're picking a yeah, church
1: there's there's expectations right like um you know it's funny in, in casual relationships with people you don't really know like that you don't want to set high expectations because you don't want to be let down right but in when it comes to a church this is not a casual relationship. You're going to be meeting with these people once a week, probably even more, depending on how involved you are with the church. So, when you're involved with these people, you want to make sure that you have set the expectation as far as to know exactly what it is they teach. Because if they're teaching something that your spirit is just not sitting well with, I'm sorry, you're it's, gonna have a it's, hard time. It's gonna. It's actually. It's not even. Not only you're gonna have have a hard time, but it's also gonna be that eventually it will come. It will become public what you're harboring in your heart, what's really messing with you, it will become public. So just just know um have a good idea of what they teach and whether or not you can actually sit under that pastor.
0: Right. And so um what um how do they disciple? That's the next thing we were talking about. Um so it's important to not only go to a church, but to be active in the church. And like we said in the beginning, have people that can hold you accountable, people that can disciple you. Um, so we want to give a couple examples based on the church we're looking to join on different ways that um you can be discipled in your church just to keep in mind when you're searching for your church if you haven't already um so first is one on one right um meeting someone who you'd connect with maybe that person's older than you and um someone who or, or going through what you're going through, but you have the same mindset theologically. Someone who can um, check in with you, um, grab lunch maybe once a week. Um, someone who you're, you're letting in your life. Someone who you're being raw and transparent with, um, who you're not afraid to be vulnerable with and show um, what's going on in your life, good and bad, and your sin as well.
1: Yeah, um, that's actually one of the biggest things, just making sure that you can actually speak on your flaws because um a lot of the times we just want to tell people like the other day um you know there are people who we'll talk to and they'll be like they'll ask us so how's marriage and you wanna say like okay are you asking about the institution or my marriage <laughs> right. right like
0: because- the institution's, great. It's the all institution's
1: great. great right like and that I think that's what most people answer the question as, right? When people say how's marriage, they say, Oh it's great but they themselves might have been dealing with something that week and they haven't actually talk to that person about what that specific thing is they're not doing where you know the bible tells us to confess our sins to one another and and and, you know and and lay them at the altar and and have brothers and sisters hold you up so they can hold you accountable for those sins that you might have committed this week so those are things that are going to help disciple you there's other things that can help disciple you as well such as
0: such as covenant groups um before we get into that um I do want to add a point to Sam's one-on-one. It's like we actually experienced that recently um, last week. Um, Even though we haven't officially joined our church yet, we've been going there for a couple months now. So we kind of have developed relationships um, with a good amount of people already. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, last week someone asked us, they were like, so how's marriage life? And, um, you know, Sam and I had something that we were working through and it was like our first time saying like hey we 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 need to talk to someone about how to get through this and the the person just said do you guys need lunch after church and yeah. and, and then we literally just kind of like looked at that married couple, their older married couple. And before we could even respond, she says, Let's go do lunch. And we literally, <laughs> and we literally sat there and did lunch after church on the spot, just like, you're my brother and sister, and I know what you need right now. And we literally just sat there for hours and just talked about like being young, being married, and like what that means for us um, this week. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for lack of better words. And so you need that. Like, mm. you, you need to be able to do that one-on-one or couple-couple-on-couple couple on couple, um, yeah. discipleship. But yes, moving on, I'll let Sam get into um, covenant or community groups.
1: Yeah, so the other thing is these community groups. Um, I'm not sure how often your particular church will choose to do those things, but what whatever the frequency is, um, I think that usually what they do is they talk about the previous sermons um uh or, or sometimes they have a book in particular that they're all going through mm-hmm. um so but whatever whatever the uh the format is um you'll be able to talk with those brothers and sisters and open up with them about you know the the various topics uh that are that are at hand so whether it be the sermon from the previous week or a book or maybe a, a certain type of speech that was just recently done or, or current events or whatever um i think that discipling with those people um is gonna look more so like what is it that you're struggling with right now? I like
0: And that we, may there, be like we, we the might book. yeah,
1: yeah. So the book might might touch on some current issues, right? But then there also might be something that you're actually going through right now that's not necessarily in the book.
0: And sometimes and you, you're going through you can, nothing. It you, may just be like learning God's word in a deeper level.
1: Right, right, right.
0: It may be that as well. Um and then also churches are not super some churches some churches are super big and even if you have a smaller church you it's kind of impossible for you to become super close with everybody at the same time mm-hmm. so like having a small community group is a great way to connect with maybe five or six other couples at one time. And then I know yep. some churches, they like switch up the covenant groups. So then you get to meet a whole other group of people. And then, and then that's how the body like slowly gets to know one another mm-hmm. and then actually feels like they're the limbs and the, and you know, and the feet and, and all of that. Stuff like, yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, Sam touched on, um, leadership. So we want to get into church financial reports.
1: Okay. All right. So, um, that's another aspect of community, right so when it comes to community, there are some of our churches that are not comfortable with this subject because honestly they're just not transparent when it comes down to it they when it comes to if you were to ask them for their to see the books as far as for what your money is going to um, they are not going to be necessarily you know the most um, cooperative with you in providing, you know, a transparent look at where every cent is being spent. Um, when it comes to uh, the church that we're about to join right now, um, transparency is like...
0: Oh, they are on it. They,
1: yeah, they, 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 they go through every little thing that the church has spent uh, money on, um, the salaries of everybody, um, the... Um, the uh the amount that's gonna go towards mission trips this year, um,
0: or just like the goal of what they expect to you know bring in what's
1: projected to yeah. be made this year. Um, did they did they reach their goal? Did they exceed their goal? How many percentage points did they re- did they exceed their goal by? And where is
0: that exceeding money gonna go to? Like yep. all those things are made privy to us. And to be honest, that was something that um just drew us you know, to the church that just that weight of accountability that the leaders feel that they have, where in other churches, it's just like, well, I'm the leader, you don't have to know what's going on with your money. And I get it, you know, some, some churches are, you're just like, I'm just going to give my tithes an offering and whatever they do with it, that's none of my business. I, and I totally understand, you're probably better than me, I need to know where my money's going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of, a lot of us younger folks, we've been jaded by this because, um, we have seen the um
0: the flashy cars and- well yeah
1: yeah we've seen we've seen certain I, i'm not going to name any preachers right now but like we've seen the prosperity pimps we've all seen right. them and we've seen how we we sit there and wonder how in the world are they able to afford x y and z um but i think when you know what it is that your pastor is making um uh from the from the flock and there's nothing wrong with your pastor making money um from the flock but knowing what they're making, um, I think just puts your heart more at ease than you just seeing all this flashiness, flashiness, flashiness. I personally prefer, um, to, to see pastors that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not, they're not, I I don't like, I personally am not, I'm averse to a flashy pastor. That's just me. Because I just, historically, you just don't see it.
0: Hmm. My opinion is, okay, when you say flashy, because there's two types of flashy. Oh, boy. There's, like, flashy in material things, and there's flashy in your heart, right? See, I don't mind a pastor driving a nice car. I do not mind that at all. Like, if you let your church know the budget, and this is just probably just my opinion, but, like, I don't mind a pastor driving a flashy car at all. But you can tell when a pastor is flashy at heart. Like when we walked up to the pastor that we hope to have in our hope to be new church. And, you know, you were like, yeah, love this. Love your sermon. And then I think his response was like, a whole lot of God, nothing to do with me. Like it was just very just humble. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But so, hey, if, if you make... You know enough money in your family, and you want to get a nice car. Why do, Why can't you get a nice car just because you're a pastor? I think you can, but you know, but just don't be flashy at heart is my concern. I
1: feel you. I feel you. I, I I think I'm just um because I've seen where congregations have been taken advantage of. Um, I just think I'm a little adverse to that, and maybe God's working on me in that aspect. But um, but yeah, so. Knowing, I think, I think a, a very a, a church that is that is transparent, um, I think, is good. Um, if you're if you're at peace with not seeing all the books and stuff like that, then you know, um, take your pick. Um, just uh, choose wisely in that aspect. But uh, from there, we actually want to move on to the next point. So there's an aspect in which when you are getting ready, you're starting your new family, and you're about to join this new church. There is this expectation that. Oh, I'm joining church. There should be everything should be great. It should be you know all just rainbows and daisies. But the fact of the matter is is that you're dealing with other human beings, and these human beings are going to hurt you.
0: Yep. Okay, so this brings us to our next point, which is church hurt. Um, getting past it, both previous and present church hurt. And so I think what Sam's talking about is, um, why do we look at church or Christians as a no hurt zone?
1: Well, I think the reason why people look at church and Christians as a no-hurt zones because there's the wrong expectations set up, right? Like, this, is, this goes back to the thing where people say, for example, the church is full of hypocrites, and, and I utterly disagree with this. Like, the, the one thing that is required for membership in any church, at least from, from my understanding, is admitting that you're a sinner. So therefore, by default, Every church is chock full of, ding, 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 sinners, right? And sometimes those sinners that you're sitting in front of are going to sin against you. And what I'm saying is that, um, yes, reconciliation does need to happen there. Um, healing does need to happen. Um, um, repentance, all that stuff. But, but what we're saying is that don't be averse to being to getting hurt at all, otherwise, like you know, like the per, the person who you know how they say, like some of those motivational coaches, they'll say, um, they'll say, can't never, um, can't never did anything, right?
0: <laughs> I've never and heard that before. You never heard that
1: before? <laughs> no. Like one of all right, my bad. One of my friends in particular, he uh, he he has a gym and and um, he uh does fitness training and he always he always motivates his uh his um his um uh, constituents by saying them can't never did anything, right? So and and that's true. Can't never did anything. But if you never join a church because you're just scared of getting hurt, then yeah, you'll never get hurt. But you'll never get any intimate relationships either.
0: Right. And you'll think, never
1: be held accountable.
0: I think it's so funny because you know, and when it comes to relationships, um, whether friendships or romantically, we'll do it all day like we'll get our our heart broken and then you know we'll take maybe a couple months to grieve and cry and then we're back in the, the love game like we're just right. like here i am again here i'm again until we find someone who we can marry right yeah. or until we find that best friend but but we get hurt one time usher steps on your toe and <laughs> right and, and now you don't want to go back to church yeah. ever again and we
1: let the world define who we are too like they're like, the world will always sit there and say, yeah, the church, them, they're supposed to be perfect, and I see blah, 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 Monday through Saturday, and he do blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, blah, blah, blah is a sinner.
0: Right. And that's what he admitted when he
1: came into the church and joined the church.
0: And accept Jesus Christ yeah. in the first place. And, and I think we talked about this in a podcast months back where I think it was our sanctification Takes Time podcast. We were oh, saying yeah, that yeah. like you, we put each other on a pedestal that nobody asked for. Yeah, like, exactly. I never asked for you to think I was perfect. Right. Ever. Um, and so I think you got to go into your church or the church you're looking for um, with an open heart with um a heart ready to receive God's word, but also ready to receive love and offense, mm-hmm. um, sometimes from your brothers and sisters in Christ because that is what brothers and sisters do. I I um, by the way,
1: what did your big brother do? He received hurt and offense. Too. Right.
0: And it's like, um, you know, I think Sam can speak on this more than I can because I just got a baby sister when I turn turned twenty one. Um but Sam grew up with siblings. Is it all rainbows and daisies, or do you fuss sometimes? Right, exactly. And and that's just the way of the world.
1: Mm -hmm. You're going to have differences of opinion, and, you know, sometimes they're theological, sometimes they're preferential, and you're going to step on each other's toes. And that's okay, though, because that's what life is in general. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone guilt you and tell you that, oh, you're supposed to be a saint. Well, guess what? The Bible says that saints are being perfected. That means that they're not perfect. perfect. Right. <laughs> so, so I mean I mean, that's just it just it's it's really it's really that simple. Um always have those realistic expectations. You might get hurt in church, but you can rebound from it and you can overcome that.
0: Yeah, always remember that anything Jesus says, um, he says for a reason. Jesus could have called you guys associates in Christ. He could have said, you guys are associates in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's not what he said. He said, brother and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. That holds weight. Yes, it does. It does. Um, so we want to get to our final point, um, community. What does church community look like um, for you when you're looking for a new church? Um, that can look like many things. That can look like fellowship you know, doing things in someone's home, like we said earlier, um, going on lunch dates or one-on-one discipleship, reading a book together, um, doing a woman's ministry thing. Um, can you think of anything else?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's men's meeting, there's missionary work, there's, um, there's like a whole bunch of charity things that you can get into all around your community and even your city, um, just to show people the love of Jesus Christ. And um, as you're doing those things, um, it definitely is edifying for your own personal growth. But you're also pouring into other people as well. Um, you know, one thing we always uh, love to encourage people is, um, it's funny, we just learned about encouragement this weekend, um, on, I mean, on Sunday, in regards to uh, uh, Barnabas, his name meaning, uh, the brother of encouragement. But like, one thing that, um, I mean, son of encouragement, but one thing we can definitely learn from this is we're not to be bench players as Christians. We are called to be in the game. We're called to be part of a community in which we participate. We're not going to church simply to get, to get, to get, to get, to get. Right. We are called to pour into other brothers and sisters and Um, One thing our pastor in particular said last week was that you are called to be discipled and to disciple. You know what I'm saying? So always, Sometimes I think there are people who get into church just to be discipled, but they're not discipling anyone else. Find that person that you can pour into, that you can give your own blood, sweat, and tears to see their growth and to see their betterment. And then you'll really actually be getting the full fulfillment of what it is that church is.
0: Yeah, and that just kind of requires you to jump in, um, get your hands dirty, and be yourself. Um, and that can come with a lot of anxiety. Um, I know um, for us personally, I think I'm the person who has that anxiety in our relationship in regards to joining a new church, Um where Sam is like, you know, the social butterfly, and he truly does help me grow as he disciples me, right? Um, but that anxiety is natural, but you can't let that anxiety rule you. Um, and you have to be open to others and yeah. open to um, what doing life and having community means um, practically. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, like one thing uh, Paul told Timothy was like, he, he wanted Timothy to get away from being too timid to be for being too shy. Um, you know we we shouldn't be CIA secret service Christians. We gotta kind of get we gotta we gotta show ourselves and, and make ourselves known um, um, to other people. Um, it's not something that can be done it, it, it's, it's not it's not a model that can be sustained if everybody does not work. Right. If everybody does not participate. Because if you don't do this, by the way, you will start to notice your elders are going to get burnt out. Your pastor might get burnt out. Right? You see, or even the even the families that are trying to do all the hosting all the times, they can get burnt out. You have to share the load.
0: If you were at the hospital um, and you had a family member and they went into the hospital, maybe something happened, um... And it's the reason why they're in the hospital and the doctor comes out to you and says, Uh, sorry, this person has no more sensation or movement in their hand or their leg. That hand or leg, whatever limit was, would be considered what?
1: Well, it's considered dead.
0: Paralyzed. Paralyzed. And that's what happens in the church when you guys don't work. When when you don't get yeah, t- when yeah. you don't get your um hands dirty because you're a member and, and you're a member and you're a you, member of the body right and you don't move that's exactly what happens you just the church becomes paralyzed mm-hmm. um and that can be paralyzed in many different ways that can be paralyzed um financially because nobody knows what's going on with the books right um that can be financially um that i'm sorry not financial that can be paralyzing from a doctrine standpoint mm-hmm. because no one's really holding each other accountable so you have one person just preaching, whatever, could be heresy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That could be... That's heresy, Patrick. (laughs) Right, that could be um, paralyzation just due to... um, no accountability, then the list goes on and on. Yeah. But just keep that in mind. Um, you are a member of the church and with that you have a function.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Whatever
1: um, it is that you might be. If you the nose, then I guess you are smelling for heresy. If you if you <laughs> <laughs> if you the ears, if you the eyes or the the legs, whatever it is you might be, man, like whatever like if you're if you're if you're like um I mean well, I'm not going to get into like the different metaphors on that. <laughs> but the the point is the point is is that you need to participate wherever it is that you're that you're gifted. Um and you all are gifted cuz Paul talks about this in Romans like if you are a Christian, you're gifted it's just a matter of finding where
0: right. where are you
1: gifted? Right. So um yeah, just just, you know, don't understand when you're joining community that you need to participate. Otherwise, the body is missing out on your wonderful contributions
0: yep well alrighty, guys with that we're gonna wrap up this week's podcast um go find that church set that foundation in your home you've already mastered home devotion get out there and find a home for yourself find a church home be selective um be excited um and also um be sure
1: Ready to roll up your sleeves. Ready to
0: roll up those sleeves and be ready to work. All righty, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye hey guys just a final reminder that this will be posted on the site marriagemillennials.com so if you have any questions feel free to comment below on that post once again you can also visit the facebook page backslash mfmillennials my twitter and ig is rochelle shoyola sam's is sam pretty easy so you don't miss a beat um so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well also the podcast is on all listening um outlets so feel free to subscribe so you don't miss an episode type in marriage millennials in the search bar and it'll pop up for you i want to thank you all for listening i also want to shed some light on the music you hear in this podcast the first song on this podcast is set me free by myron butler it's my jam and the second one you're listening to right now is drowning by kb listen to the lyrics and if you love the songs as much as we do purchase them wishing you a week of peace joy and strength in christ alone